Hey, guys. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is a sci-fi drama film released in 2004 and directed by Michel Gondry. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind tells the story of Joel and Clementine, a couple who have broken up and undergo a procedure to erase each other's memories. The movie is available on Peacock. Please consider watching the film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Spoiler alerts are ahead. Joel is a man going along with his day when he goes to a train station in Montauk and meets Clementine. They fall for one another and begin a relationship. One day while visiting Clementine at work, Joel is taken aback when Clementine has no idea who he is, and Joel sees her with another man. Devastated, Joel goes to his friend's house, where he reveals to him that Clementine underwent a procedure to have her memories of him erased. Joel visits Lacuna, the company responsible for the memory-erasing procedure. He schedules an appointment so he can have his memories of her erased as well. Howard, the main doctor for Lacuna, tells Joel he must bring all items involving Clementine for the procedure to work. Joel goes home and falls asleep, while Lacuna's technicians, Stan and Patrick, along with the receptionist, Mary, erase his memories. While experiencing his memories of Clementine being erased, Joel realizes that he doesn't want to go through the procedure anymore. To avoid Clementine being erased, Joel takes Clementine on memories she was never part of, complicating the procedure. Meanwhile, Patrick reveals to Stan that after Clementine underwent her procedure, he used Joel's memories of her to seduce her, thus revealing Patrick as the man Joel saw Clementine with at work. Stan is forced to call Howard late at night to help as Joel is trying his best to keep Clementine's memories alive. He arrives at Joel's house and Mary admits feelings for him. They kiss, unaware that Howard's wife followed him. Angry, she makes Howard tell Mary the truth, that they had an affair, and Howard had her memory of it erased. Mary quits her job the following morning and mails out every patient's tape recordings of their procedures. Joel's final memory of Clementine is of the first day they met. As the memory crumbles, Clementine tells Joel to meet her in Montauk. Joel wakes up and goes about his day on the train station where he meets Clementine, unaware they've already met. They start their relationship. However, Joel and Clementine receive their tape recordings in the mail and are shocked to hear what they say about each other. The film ends with both of them embarrassed of their respective tapes, agreeing to try their relationship a second time. You know, this movie was supposed to be the very first movie we were going to review on this podcast. That's right. But some things just don't work out. It got pushed back. Yeah. And fuck it. Here we are, man. Yeah. <laughs> All these episodes later, but better late than never. Mm -hmm. And before we get into it, man, let's just go out of our way and say it now. Jim Carrey is a comedy legend. Everybody is aware of that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's the serious movies that get overlooked. Yeah, definitely. And what better than fucking this, in my opinion, a masterpiece. Uh-huh. And let's get right into it, brother. So welcome, everyone, to episode number 18. 18, brother. Yeah, I can't it's believe legal. it. Yeah? Hmm? It's legal. <laughs> this, uh, this episode can, if it wants, go to a fucking porn shop and get a fucking 
a fucking uh, copy of Indiana Jones if it wants to. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Episode 18 of Beer in a Movie with the Wee Side Boys. We're your hosts. Fantastic as always. I'm Ticket the Dominator. And I'm Danny. Eternal Sunshine on the Spotless Mind. This movie is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Could not wait to review this one. But again, things just don't work out as they, as they planned to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this should have been the first one, but I think... This one was like, oh, it's, maybe it's a little too complex for us to do for a first one. Yeah, well, I think we just pushed it off, right? Because we, yeah. we were like, we could do this one first, and then we did Johnson's, and then yeah. this just kept getting pushed further and further. Yeah. We, we've been keeping it in our back pocket. Yeah. But this movie's fucking great. Yeah. We have plenty to say about this movie, and uh, we'll get into the plot. It's a very complex plot, the acting, all the good stuff, but you should all know by now that the discussion... Does not begin without opening up some beer. So, brother, let them know what we're drinking tonight. Tonight we are drinking a beer from Firestone Walker called Mind Haze. This is the double version. They had multiple versions. I picked a double. Um, yeah, so. it. I mean, the name speaks for itself, Mind Haze. Yeah. Since in this movie they uh they go into like their minds and to erase the memories of of uh, Clementine and Joel. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect. It's perfect uh, name. Yes. Good reason to get this beer. So let's give it a swig, brother. What do you say? Cheers. Cheers, brother. Swig for the good men. You know what? That's actually not bad. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> uh, I, uh, nah. Yeah. I, got, I got something different. <laughs> how, how the turn tables, huh? Because uh, I'm the one that hates IPAs. But yeah. this one, this one, I don't know. It doesn't seem that bad to me. Oh, shit. Well, we don't, um, this is usually around the time when we do a shout out and story time with Tiki. We don't have a shout out this week, but I want to go out of my way and we want to, I straight out just want to say thank you to all of you who listen to us every week because we are nearing a thousand downloads. Yeah. 1,000. Think of that, brother. Like, I honestly thought only like five or 10 people were going to like tune in every week. Yeah, honestly, I thought I thought our max was gonna be five people, maybe, maybe, yeah, you know. But you know, we just we kept dropping content. We're very consistent. We're improving by each episode. The episodes are getting longer. People are starting to dig us a little more. Uh huh. And like the fact that people go out of their way to press play on our fucking episodes, you know, close to a thousand times, blows my fucking mind. Yeah, you and me both, man. Yeah, so this is a cheers to all of you. If you're listening, this is for you. So cheers. Let's take a swig for that, brother. Cheers. <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not digging this shit. Uh, I'm going to say it right now. Um, It's time to rank it, brother. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you go first uh, since uh, I'll let you unleash on it. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not big on IPs either. I'll fucking drink them, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out of my way to drink uh an IPA, probably not buy them. This is a double. There are some double IPAs I enjoy. This is not one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, eh, we have a few more to drink. <laughs> um, no, fucking one out of five stars. I don't like this. All right. All right. Um, eh, it sucks. Honestly, dude, just put it in words. <laughs> Saying it. Okay. What do you got, bro? For me, um, everybody knows that I hate IPAs. Uh, well, I mean, I guess maybe not everybody. But shit, shit, if, and more shit. <laughs> yeah, if you know me, you know I, I dislike them. But this one is a hazy, which I'm not really big into hazies either. But I will say it's pretty smooth. Uh, at least I think so. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't give me that immediate bite 
of you know super hoppiness. Uh, it tastes more like a juicy IPA, which is weird because they did have a Mind Haze juicy version. I feel like this one tastes more like a juicy, but I guess I'd have to try the other one. Dude, well, probably you, not. Did you notice, bro, that there's a a bear and a lion? A bear, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. Fi- they're about to fucking fight. Yeah, they look like constellations, which I guess could oh. tie into the movie, huh? When the when they're trying to find the constellations. Yeah. But anyways, hey, but- one of them's got my sign, Leo. Nice. But I don't uh, really, I'm not into that horoscope bullshit, though. Yeah, neither am I. You know, you know why, dude? Why? <laughs> this is what made me say, like, fuck off to the horoscopes. <laughs> it says, one time I read, Leos hate liars. Don't we all fucking hate liars? I think so, yeah, but uh, one of them is, like, a, Come a liar. Come on, fuck, every, who the fuck likes a liar? I don't know. There's people, <laughs> mm. <laughs> you fucking break. That's why I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I, we all hate liars, not just Leos. Come on now. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm a... Scorpio, I think, and uh, it's kind of accurate, I guess, but I mean, who the fuck knows, right? Anyway, so my ranking for this beer, I'm going to go ahead and give this one a three and a half out of oh. five. It's actually, this is probably the highest ranking IPA uh, that I could give, I guess. Would uh, you ever buy it again? Um, if somebody told me that we we're drinking IPAs tonight, so go buy an IPA, yes, I would. Okay. But just randomly... No, I would not buy an IPA. Gotcha. But yes. All right. I guess another swig for the good man. <laughs> now no, I'll, I'll pout through it, brother. So here's another swig. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and let's get right into this movie, brother. Yeah, let's do it, man. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm-hmm. Fucking love this movie. Me too. The director's name is Michel Gondry. He's a Frenchman. Nice. I'm not very familiar with any of his other work, to be honest. But this movie, like, uh, like I'll give you my introduction to this movie. Um, uh, in, in previous episodes, I brought up that uh, that site. They shoot pictures, don't they? Uh-huh. Right? This one was very high up there. Um, at the time, I want to say it was 2010 mm-hmm. when I first saw this. Mm. And the list, I mean, all these years later, you know, the, the, the list gets, like, rearranged every month. Okay. Constantly evolving. Yeah. So when I first saw it, this was in the top 10. Okay. Right? And then I, I think as of now, it's like 20 or something. Oh. Yeah. I uh, Yeah. And like, you know how I, we, I, I mentioned that Spirited Away was like number six? Uh-huh. It's still there, like in yeah. the top 10. Yeah. That's weird. I feel like this movie really holds up even to this day. I do too. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to get into, brother. Yeah. So, oh, then here's, here's another thing about this. So I was... I was trying my fucking hardest. I was going to any store I went to. I went to Fry's Electronics, fucking FYE back in the day. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Oh, there's that weekly burp, <laughs> right? To find this fucking movie, and I couldn't, dude. Oh. Uh-huh. And then for whatever reason, like even like uh, years later on Amazon, uh-huh. it would be for some fucking ridiculous price of a DVD. Uh, for a ridiculous price of like $30. And I was like, I'm not going to spend $30 on a DVD. Yeah. You know? So I never bought it. And it turns out that a certain person, I'm going to say this person, an unnamed person <laughs> that I that I know very well, had this fucking movie the entire time oh, okay. while I was looking for it. And I saw the fucking, I was like, let me see this fucking movie. And gave it to me. And I said, oh shit, I have it in my hands finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was under my nose the entire time, basically, bro. I had no fucking idea. And I, I spent, like, years fucking looking for this fucking movie. Yeah, oddly enough, I think the first time I saw this movie was the year it came out, because it came out in 2004. Yeah. 
And I remember my friend saw it in theaters and he told me, hey, man, you got to see this movie. It's great. Then, of course, I didn't. And <laughs> then um, he came over to my house for like, or it was like summer break, not summer break, I'm sorry, uh, winter break or Thanksgiving break, one of them. That he stopped by and uh, he made me rent it on like the on demand mm-hmm. back then. I'm yeah. sure it still exists today, but yeah, yeah. So I watched it then, dude. It blew my mind, dude. Mm-hmm. So I saw this movie the year it came out. It was just fucking a long time ago now. Yeah, but uh, I loved it the moment I saw it, and I've seen it probably over the years, maybe fifteen times. Wow, mm-hmm. cool, brother. I've only seen it maybe five times. Yeah, I'll get into why I don't see it as often. Okay, like l- way later on when we're we wrap up the we give the overall ranking and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But let's get into the premise of this fantastic movie so the the premise of this movie is that there's a couple clementine and joel right they they break up and they go through this procedure so that they erase each other's memories uh-huh so that that's the premise of this fucking movie so, yep you know it's also uh it's more than just a sci-fi drama it's a it's romance you know there's more to it yeah you know what's weird though uh let me bring it back for a second yeah is the dvd cover says this is a, like an amazing, hilarious comedy. <laughs> and it's like the worst description ever. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they put that. So I wouldn't describe this as comedy at all. At all. Yeah, at all. She's j- maybe just because like Jim Carrey's in it. I think that's it'll, why it'll they did. it'll bring like a fucking viewers like, oh, Jim I, Carrey just made him a movie. That's okay, let me check it. it out. But yeah, that's, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, by doing that, though, they're going to like kind of like fuck up like uh, the experience of it. If, yeah. Yeah. You know? Because people are going to expect it to be a hilarious comedy, but and it it's isn't. not at all. <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey's not funny in this, like, really at all. Yeah, it's actually kind of depressing. Yeah. But yeah, so let's get into the characters, brother. Okay. So I already mentioned Joel, played by Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Clementine, played by Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. And dude, they're they're very different people. Yeah. I got to bring that up. Like, it's like very much like yin, yin and yang. Yeah. You know, because quiet, uh, Joel's very quiet. Yeah, he's an introvert. Yeah, he's just very vanilla, kind of boring, mm-hmm. you know? And Clementine is, like, really outgoing, outspoken. Yeah. Yep. She does all this, like, crazy stuff with her hair. She dyes it all the time. Yep. You know? And then we'll get into some of these side characters. Uh, the first one I'm going to bring up is Howard. It's played by Tom Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. Howard is the doctor, the main doctor for Lacuna. Yep. Which is the company that uh, is responsible for the procedure. For erasing the, the memories. Uh-huh. Right? And then we're going to get into the technicians of this company. Uh, the first one is going to be Stan, played by Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, I know. Mark Ruffalo, man. Yeah. Dude, this was my introduction to Mark Ruffalo. I think me too. the first time enough. I ever saw him. And you know what's weird, too, is he's supposed to be playing like a guy in his 20s. And then I looked it mm-hmm. up, and I think in this movie, he was already either in his late 30s or early 40s. Really? Yeah. So, like, blew my mind. I'm like, they did a good job of making him look younger? Yeah. Because he's old as shit already in this movie. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo is a great actor. Yeah. I very much enjoy his work. Uh-huh. We'll get into all his other stuff later. Uh-huh. The other technician is Patrick, played by Elijah Wood. Yeah. Good old fucking Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Elijah Wood in uh, as a kid. Yeah, he and, was uh, a good actor, yep. Yeah, Back to the Future 2. Yeah, as he was playing the the game, I know him from uh, the Good Son. Do you ever see that one? No, never. That's a fucked there, up there's, movie. There's dude. another movie I want to bring up when he was a kid, but uh, much later, bro. When okay, we get okay. into their work, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Because it's a movie people should go out of the way and check out. Mm. Uh, the other character I'm gonna bring up is Mary, played by Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, uh, I I fucking hated her, bro. I'm just gonna say it right now. I don't yeah. like this. I don't like uh, Mary. I'm not a big Dunst fan either. So. Neither am I. Mm. Although I am gonna bring up a movie that she was in later. Okay. 
Okay. And uh, another side character who's not in it very much is good old fucking David Cross, man. Yes. Fucking yep. David Cross, mm-hmm. man. If you guys you guys know David Cross, you've seen Scary Movie too. Yeah. He was fucking hilarious in that. He's funny in this one too, a little bit. Like yeah. just a little bit for the this short time. This is Mama Carrie's or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she fucking throws a laundry at him and shit. Yeah, I like the part when they're driving and he's trying to say that he drives better stoned. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, he's not in it much, man. But yeah, but when he is, he's he's still pretty funny. Yeah. I like David Cross, man. Yeah, me too. Maybe more so because of just scary movie too. Mm. And he like I, I like that scene where uh, him and Hanson are talking shit to each other. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, why don't you give me a standing ovation? Why don't you pick me up? <laughs> you know that <laughs> yeah. fuck. Yeah, it's like <laughs> fucking great, man. Yeah, so yeah. those are the characters, right? And then we're gonna get into the plot. So you ready, brother? Yeah, I'm ready. We'll right, dive so right in, man. Another fucking swig. Mm. All right. Hold your nose. This. <laughs> This is a, a very complex plot, so I'm gonna do my best to kind of um um like go along mm-hmm. for how it is, you know? Yeah. And try to bring up as many like um like like symbols or anything like that. Uh that's like important in the plot. So here let me take a squig. Okay. All right, here we go. So first thing you see is Joel wakes up. Mm-hmm. Right? He realizes he goes outside, he realizes that his car's fucked up. Yeah, he gets all pissed. Yeah. Isn't it so fucking cool, bro, how, it, like, at the end where everything just, the puzzles fall into place, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, he finds the car messed up, and this is kind of a hint towards his passive aggressiveness, because he looks around, he's really pissed, mm-hmm. and he just leaves a note that says thank you. Yeah. On the guy's car that's next to him. So Yeah. Pretty passive aggressive. Yeah. So he goes to a train station in Montauk. Mm-hmm. Very important. Montauk. But I'm tripping, brother. I, I always thought I was good at geography. But I thought Montauk was in Canada, bro. Dude, it's I'm in terrible. New York. Yeah. Yeah, I'm terrible at geography, so. Yeah. So one thing I want to say about this is while this is going on, uh, Jim Carrey is narrating uh-huh. uh, this shit. And he's kind of like writing into a journal at the same time. Yep. So what he's writing into the journal is the narration. Mm-hmm. So, right? so he also makes it a point that it is Valentine's Day 2004. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's at this train station and uh, a lady waves at him. And this is the introduction of Clementine. Yeah, with her orange sweater, right? Yep. Played by Kate Winslet. Right? And um, so, like, thing is, it, yeah, and she, has, she also has orange hair. Yes. So her hair is, like, it does a good, um, for us, the viewer, about, like, how the timeline is uh-huh. with the hair based on her hair color. Okay. So right here, it's orange. Right? And, uh, oh, I forgot to mention this, too, is that Jim Carrey and his narration brings up Naomi. Yeah. Right. Naomi is a lady that we never get to see in the movie. Yeah. Ever. It's, it's a woman that he's currently dating or he was currently or yeah. was currently. He was dating. Yeah. So uh, Clementine fucking like waves at him and uh, pretty much like goes to him. Right. Talks to him on the bus and everything. Yeah. And uh, Joel says, do I know you? That's a very important detail right there. Well, she asks him first, right? She's yeah. Like, she's like, I know you from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And then she says... She's the one that goes to him, mm-hmm. right? So so that's why, like, uh, like he's very quiet and shit. And then there, there's, right, there's, like, a, a part where he says, well, that's the oldest trick in the book for... Stalkers? For a stalker, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, you're the one that went up to him. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, she's trying to be funny, I guess. Yeah. But... And one thing that... The, the I like the writing in this movie, dude. So one thing that pisses off Clementine is when Joel says the word nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he doesn't, she doesn't like the word nice. And like Clementine straight up fucking like tells 
Joel that I'm a vindictive bitch. Yep. Right. And Joel isn't. Joel's a nice, quiet dude. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Uh, he he minds his own business. You know. Yeah. Uh, they go to a scene where they're they're in a diner, uh, and they're just they're having dinner, whatever, or lunch, whatever, depending on what fucking time of the day it is. Um, Joel ends up driving uh, Clementine home and invites him up to uh, to her house. Uh-huh. Right? And so, I again, I like the writing in this shit, too, because, like, first of all, bro, they just met, right? Yes. So, right off the bat, Clementine says, I'm going to marry you. Yeah. Like, I'm if if I heard this shit and I just met somebody and like they told me like, oh, I'm gonna marry you, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck? Well, but we, like but like on cue though, he fucking feels uncomfortable. He says, All right, I, I think it's time to go. Yeah. You know? And then she she tells him, All right, make sure you call me right away and tell me uh happy Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like he fucking leaves, dude, but then like immediately he gets home and calls her. Yeah. And, and he says, Did you miss me? He's like, I do. And she says, Oh, you said I do. She said, "I'm gonna marry you one day." Oh, oh yeah, I fucking love the writing in this. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, fucking love it. I think it's uh, it plays to their dynamic pretty well. That you know, Clementine, she's a little pushy, she's yeah. overbearing, but Joel, he he likes it, but he's scared, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like one of the recurring themes is that he's his scaredness, um, kind of like attracts her. Yeah, but also yeah. it makes him retreat, right? Because yeah. he left. Uh, her house and then he does immediately call her you know showing that he did like her yeah and yeah so i thought that was interesting yeah and then the very next night dude uh i put this in quotation marks it's honeymoon on ice yes right so this is actually like the cover of or the poster too for eternal sunshine uh-huh it's where they're they're on this like frozen lake mm-hmm. and they're just looking up at the stars and shit yeah yeah it's very very nice shot um so like they're just uh Excuse me. Fuck this beer, bro. <laughs> like, I almost got, like, a headache fucking drinking this shit. But oh, I'll, I'll power through it, bro. I swear. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah, so, like, the honeymoon on ice. So, drops uh, Clementine at home. It looks like the next morning, right? Yes. And so, he's just, like, uh, waiting for Clementine. Because I, I think uh, she drops her off just so she can come back to his house, right? Yeah, because she asked him, can I... Stay can with I, you, right? Yeah, Let me grab my toothbrush and shit yep. like that. Yep. So while she's waiting, or while Joel's waiting for her, fucking good old Elijah Wood fucking knocks on the door, yeah. on the on the window, and he says, he says, can I help you? Mm-hmm. And Joel's confused. He's like, fuck, do you mean? Like, I, what do you mean, can I help you? I don't understand what the fuck you're talking to me. Yeah. Right? And then, the fucking credits roll, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, we're a good fucking, like, 20 minutes into this movie, and then all of a sudden, the credits start rolling. Yeah, the intro ones, right? Yeah. And then Joel's crying in the Joel's background. Joel's crying. Yeah. So here's here's something I noticed when he's crying. He throws a tape out the window. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's kind of like, I don't want to say a flaw. I'm sure, like, because, like, the director's, this is a very complex movie, but he throw. you see him throw the tape out the window. Yeah. Okay? So we'll get into that a little later. But I just I remember seeing that I'm like okay he he dropped the fucking tape. Well, okay. I think I correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that tape because the music starts playing and it's like a sad song, and then the music stops when he takes that tape and throws it. So I thought it was like a mixtape maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. I don't think so. The tape has to be yeah the, the recordings. I, yeah, it has to. But then like that throws off the timeline because yeah. then because it's nighttime. When he throws out the tape, uh-huh. and he's crying, but it was like morning when 
when this happens. Yes. You know? Yeah, I don't know, dude. So I, I maybe I gotta go back a second time uh to watch it again. Uh uh-huh. but yeah, I just thought I'd I'd bring that up too. So next scene, you see a van, right, with Mark Ruffalo and Elijah Wood following Joel. Mm-hmm. And the very next thing you see is Joel like getting into PJs. He he puts a light on. Uh-huh. Or excuse me, he takes a pill and then turns off the lights. Yep. So this is like uh he's going through the procedure, right? We don't know that yet, quite yet though. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he's asleep, yet he's he's starting to see memories and shit like that. Uh-huh. Right? And this is how we get into David Cross. So he goes to David Cross, right? His name is Rob in this mm-hmm. movie. So he goes to Rob yeah. and and because he's crying, right? And then he fucking tells her, like, oh, what the fuck? Like, God, like, I don't know what's going on. It's like, she doesn't fucking notice me. Yeah. She has no idea where the fuck I am. Mm-hmm. And he he gets out this envelope. I didn't know this part, but he takes out this envelope and fuck reveals to Joel, like, hey, man, I got to tell you this. But Carrie's like, like, don't fucking tell him. Right? And it's like, okay, it's it's the fucking envelope for Lacuna. Mm-hmm. The place where, like, the procedure takes place. And he's like, you've she had her fucking memories of you erased. Here's why. And, and at first I was like, how the fuck did they get the, the envelope? Yeah. But go for it, bro. Yeah. So part of the procedure is to erase the person's memory. And then the Lacuna place, they send out these envelopes to all the their family and relatives or friends. Yeah. Just letting them know that, oh, this person's been erased. So don't mention anything. So yeah. that's that's why they have it. Yeah. I fucking that went completely over me, dude. I had no idea because uh-huh. when I saw it, it's like, how the fuck did how does Rob have the envelope? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, bro. Uh-huh. But yeah. And then it goes into the scene where where uh, Joel is visiting Clementine at work. Yep. And she has like no idea who the fuck he is. Mm hmm. Joel sees her with another man. You don't see the man's face yet. Yeah. Right? But it's kind of obvious, like, after a little bit. We hear his name, though. She says Patrick. It's Patrick. Yeah, it says it's Patrick. Right? So, and then, so after that, um, he goes to the lacuna. And the the doctor, this is the introduction to a couple characters. So this is Howard, the doctor. Yeah. And also Mary, the receptionist of Mm -hmm. this company. That's like the receptionist. Yep. So what what he wants to he schedules an appointment for this procedure. He wants to do the same thing so that he can forget about Clementine. Yeah. Right? I don't fucking blame the man, honestly, dude. Yeah. I'd be fucking crushed, bro. I'd be devastated. Yeah, and he was, right? Like he was talking, as he is, yeah. When he's talking to Karen, um yes. Carrie. Oh Carrie, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, or why she would do it, right? And yeah. He says, Well, she's impulsive, right? Yeah. She just did it because that's what she does. And then he in his rage, he decides to do it himself. Yes. So because of this, Howard tells him, you need to get any fucking type of memory, mm-hmm. any type of item, any memento uh, regarding Clementine for this procedure to work. Yep. So I see this shit. And I'm like, fuck, poor guy. Like, dude had fucking mugs with Clementine's face <laughs> yeah. on it. CDs, paintings, drawings, all this like yeah, shit. It, they don't really tell you how long they actually dated for. So. Yeah. The, uh, again, like this is like Clementine's like hair. Gives yeah. you like a, a decent mm-hmm. um idea of what like the timeline was. Because yeah. they don't they don't go into years or shit like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But uh but you do see that like over time, like her hair starts fading. Yeah. Yeah. So she she names the colors of the hair, right? Mm-hmm. She says blue ruin, um, red menace, orange is agent orange, but she names herself. And then the last one is green revolution. Gotcha. So those names uh they have a symbolic meaning which you can correlate with the the also the time that when she has the hair mm-hmm. so it's, it's important to keep that in mind yeah 
So and then so then Joel goes through the procedure, but like before the procedure starts, he has to do like a recording taping uh-huh. of it, and then like he he fucking just lets it all out mm-hmm. how what he thinks really thinks of Clementine. Yeah. Right. Um. Excuse me, I got another fucking burp coming, man. <laughs> I'll power through it, brother. <laughs> this fucking sucks. Yeah. Sorry, Firestone. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sorry. Do better. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll power through it. Here's another swig for that. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Fuck this. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, please don't buy this ever again, brother. <laughs> but yeah, so like I mentioned, the fucking procedure. So, but the, the cool thing about this is where it starts getting a little trippy is that Joel's already going through the procedure so he can fucking see him like talking, doing the recording. Yeah. See, like he's like fucking laying down. He has this like fucking helmet looking thing mm-hmm. around him and he's seeing himself being going through the procedure. Yes. I thought that was fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. It's kind of trippy too, right? Because everything's kind of like, like the Dr. Howard, he's trying to talk to him, but it's like a memory and he's yeah. like, he's like kind of like answering him, but not really because it's still the memory. Yeah. And like their faces are blurred and stuff and it's just really cool. Yeah. And like uh, when they're in the library, the the books start to fade into mm-hmm. why yep. that's how like, you know, that the memory's starting to crumble. Yeah. Yeah. And shit, it's being mm-hmm. erased. Yeah. Good shit, mm-hmm. man. I fucking... I love this man. Mm-hmm. So fucking awesome. And then it gets revealed that Patrick, Elijah Wood is Patrick. Yep. Right? Because it goes into the scene where Clementine uh or where Joel goes to Clementine's work and then fucking it's uh Patrick is fucking Elijah Wood. Yep. Right? And then it goes into a memory. So he's already going through the procedure. So now they show us like a, a bunch of memories that are mm-hmm. gonna be erased. Yeah. First memory is is um uh, is the the breakup. Breakup. This is where Clementine has like fucking bright orange hair. Yep. Right. And he she comes home from a later night of drinking uh-huh. and tells him tells Joel, "Hey, I fucked up your car." Yeah. So that would explain the fuck up car in the beginning when mm-hmm. he wakes up. Yep. Okay. Um, Joel stir uh fucking tells her that it's like, oh, I I it's not. I'm assuming you really fucked someone. That's why. Yeah. Like he's like mad off. with her, and it pisses her off, and yep. that's where she like she walks away mm-hmm. and yeah dude that part that's that scene was so fucking trippy dude yeah because he's trying to follow her but he can't yeah it, it's, it's like it's like, like a never yeah it's like, like a never-ending loop he's going down the hallway and then he, like when he gets to the end it's like the opposite side yeah and stuff like that and like when he's following her in the car and stuff yeah it's pretty trippy it's fucking awesome dude it, and that's honestly like their last memory mm-hmm. that they have together yep. right because yep. she's so pissed off about what joel said to her that that's why that's what triggers her to do to go through this procedure. Yes. Yeah, it's like really fucked up, man. Um, and then, uh, all right. So one thing I forgot to mention is that while by this time, like uh, I already mentioned, like he he's in his PJs, he's just fucking laying down. Here he uh-huh. took the pill and everything. Yep. So that means that Stan and Patrick are already in there, uh-huh. fucking with the computers and yep. erasing the memories. Mm-hmm. So uh, Patrick and Stan are like talking. But what, when they talk, like uh, fucking Joel can hear them their mm-hmm. their conversation, yeah, and shit. And then Patrick, what a piece of shit! He straight <laughs> up fucking tells Stan, like, "Hey, when when we did the procedure in Clementine, I fell for her." Yeah. And what a piece of shit! He used the memories that he sees that they erased mm-hmm. to seduce Clementine. Yeah, he kept some of the stuff too, like some of the artifacts. Yeah, what a he, piece of uh, shit, dude! And he stole her panties, which yeah, is what a creepy piece as of fuck, shit, man. What the fuck, dude. Yeah. yeah, and then Stan is like, he's like, he's like, why you can't be fucking doing this, man? Mm-hmm. By the way, they're drinking Rolling Rock. Yeah, yeah, I know. Solid beer. To me, it tastes like Sprite. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had a Rolling Rock, bro? Yes, I have. I yeah, I call it the peanut butter beer. What way is that? Uh, uh, I guess there was one time when I bought it for a party and uh-huh. uh, I started drinking it and it tasted like peanut butter. Really? I don't I don't know if we were like <laughs> too drunk or something, but we. We went back to the store and we were complaining that we wanted a refund because it tasted like <laughs> peanut butter. And they just looked at us like we were crazy. Yeah. And then, but they gave us a refund. Oh, and then okay. every other time I've had it since, it hasn't tasted like that. So I don't know what happened there. Oh, shit. But dude. yeah, peanut butter beer. <laughs> Interesting, brother. We're going to remember that now. Yeah. But all right, man. Next, uh, they go to the next memory. It's a memory where Clementine and Joel fucking have an argument. Yeah. Because uh, Clementine, they're like at some like flea market or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sees like a, a baby. Mm-hmm. And, and Clementine tells Joel that she's ready to have a baby. But Joel says, nah, I, I don't want to talk about this right now. Yeah. And straight up tells her, you're not ready to have a baby. And oh, this pisses off Clementine. Well, she says, he, he kind of has like a pointed response because he mm-hmm. says like, do you really think you could, you can take care of a baby? Yeah. Like the way he says it. And you could tell that gets under her skin. That's oh, usually yeah. like the most um that's where most of their fights start is when he says something kind of pointed like that yeah it really gets under his skin and then she like she like kind of gets stunned and then she progressively gets pissed Mm -hmm. as she starts talking to him yeah and then as as they keep arguing the volume goes down and the memory Mm -hmm. fades and it gets erased yep fuck it's so good man yeah i love it and so while this is going on mary mary enters joel's room and joins stan and patrick hmm and I already said it before. I don't like fucking Mary, dude. Yeah. she. I don't like her. Yeah, she's kind of ditzy. And... Yeah. Oh, I will say this, though, bro. Like, when she comes into the room, uh, she starts bringing up all these quotes and shit. One of them being from, like, Frederick Nietzsche. Yep. Yeah. Beyond Good and Evil. Mm-hmm. I've read that book, brother. Nice. Yeah, I read it this year. Mm. It's it's more of, like, a bunch of essays that mm-hmm. he wrote. Don't agree with all of it, but just, yeah. just thought I'd fucking put it out there. Because I thought it was really cool that they, they brought up, like... Uh, an author of books that I've actually read. Yes. Yeah. Controversial author, but okay. <laughs> that's for another day. Um, next memory, brother. Um, I I don't I didn't really understand what what the point of uh, this memory was. It's like they're eating Chinese food, uh-huh. right? And then it's like uh, I put this in quotations: boring couple. Like they don't want to be a boring couple. Yeah. And then they start bitching about like because uh, for me, like it seems like they're like it feels almost like they're already fucking married. Because they're complaining, they're nagging each other over like bullshit that's like really like yeah. minuscule. Yep. Like, ah, oh, like next time forget to fucking put the fucking the hair out of the soap and shit like that. It's just like, it's not really a fucking yeah. reason I'll be arguing if you're just having dinner. Just, you know? I think this is trying to show how they're kind of like slowly burning. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of resentment like bubbling out of the surface there because mm-hmm. they're like, they're still cordial at dinner, right? But they're both being kind of mean to each other right yeah in his uh joel's narration he's saying i don't want us to be the walking or the dining dead right yeah and then when she drinks the beer he's like oh great she's gonna be drunk now mm-hmm. and then it's just kind of there to show that there's obviously some deep-seated problems yeah um but yeah it was an interesting memory i guess it's just more probably one of the mundane ones that they mm-hmm. have to erase so yeah they gotta throw some some mundane ones in there mm-hmm. yeah good shit bro uh, next uh, scene, Patrick actually calls Clementine, and Clementine's crying. Yes. Right? He calls her tangerine. Mm-hmm. However, her hair is blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, again, the timeline. It's fucking, uh, it's, it's, it's fucked up, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, 
the next scene is like, uh, oh, because because she's crying though. Patrick tells Stan, "Hey, is it cool if I leave?" And he's just like, "Yeah, fucking yeah, go, whatever." To I got go over to her house. Yeah, he, he says that they're on autopilot, anyways. Uh huh. Going through the memories and shit like that. Yep. And uh, so, uh, one thing I want to say is like when he when Elijah Wood fucking goes into uh, Clementine's like fucking room, mm-hmm. like she starts telling him like since there that's that's her new man. He's like, oh, I want to go to Montauk. Yep. Yeah. So it's like the fucking loop of Joel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And and then when she gets ready, dude, uh, Patrick finds a letter from Joel. Yep. Right? So like that, it's like, dude, like she didn't entirely want to erase him if she kept that fucking letter. You got to get well, rid of everything. No, it's um, Patrick already had that, right? Oh, did he? Yeah. So... um. He stole it from the office because they they're supposed to take all their memories to the office when they oh and gotcha they put it in a bag to get thrown away but he kept it oh he kept it so that he, he knows what to say it. to yeah, her yeah. ah gotcha brother I yep. thought from my interpretation I thought fucking Clementine no. uh didn't didn't want to fucking throw it away because she still kind of wanted no Joel. she she got rid of it because I think Patrick pulls it out of his backpack or something gotcha mm-hmm. fuck yeah bro yeah cool cool cool. And so while the procedure's going on, this is like midway through the procedure now. Yep. Joel realizes like, I don't want to let go of Clementine. Mm-hmm. So what he ends up doing is like, he fucks up the procedure by putting Clementine in other memories she was never even part of. Yes. That, yeah, that, that's fucking like crazy, dude. And it's also important to note that she has red hair now and mm. his memories, the, the one that's swallowing him. So the red hair, the red menace, that's the beginning of the relationship when it's still good. Yeah. So all these memories with the red hair is when are good memories. Uh huh. And then the orange one is like when it fades, and that's when it starts getting bad. Oh, dude. Yeah, and it kind of because Agent Orange was what she calls the orange hair, right? And Agent mm. Orange is not a pleasant name. It's based off of you know the Vietnam Agent Orange, which they mm. used to poison all the crops and stuff. It gave people cancer. Oh shit. So I mean, there's I learn something new every day. Yeah, that's uh some pretty interesting symbolism there. Fuck yeah, nice bro. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then so the next scene, Clementine and Patrick end up going to Bontoc, yep. like on the same fucking honeymoon on ice. Yeah, but yeah. it's different, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like she's she's obviously distressed. Yeah, and like all over the place. Here's the thing, like she realizes that Patrick is saying the same shit that Joel says to her. It does. I don't even know if she realizes it's the same because she doesn't remember Joel at this point, right? Right. But he he uses that canned line, the one that he stole, uh-huh. and then immediately she's unsettled. That yeah, and she wants to go home. Yeah, she's like, I want to go home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know why. She just knows, like, I want to go home. Yeah, and then it goes to the next scene where like there's uh, another memory where mm-hmm. uh, Joel and Clementine are just in a living room. Yep. And so like he doesn't want to let go of her. So he tells her like in the memory, like, Hey, I don't want to let you go. So I got to change the memory somehow. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, put me in a different memory. And then, so he thinks about like a, a memory, like in the rain. Yes. So it starts raining in the fucking living room. Uh-huh. Oh dude, it's fucking sick. Dude. And then it goes into the scene where like, like Joel's like really small and he's under the table. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so like, he makes Clementine a completely different person. Yeah. The babysitter. I forgot yeah. what he says the name was, but yeah, yeah I, I do too. But that's just so fucking unique, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I, holy shit, dude. I was like blown away by that, dude. It's, yeah. it's fucking good, man. The way they shoot it too is interesting too, because he's mm-hmm. like a grown man and you can tell they clearly have like two different sets. Yeah. Like one when he's just under the table, obviously it's like a really oversized table. But yeah. then the, the scene where it's Clementine and Joel, they have him further back. So he looks smaller. 
yeah. just thought that was really well done with, yeah, with the camera. Yeah, it's fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good shit right there. And then they cut back to uh, Clementine and and uh, Patrick. Uh-huh. And so, like, Patrick is trying to tell her, like, oh, you're not a bad person. You're beautiful. You're this, you're this, you're this. And then he says, you're nice. And she goes, what the fuck? Like, yeah. nice? Yeah. Because that word nice just fucking throws her off all the time, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, let me back up a little bit, bro. So, I thought, like, uh, since since I didn't know that, like, I thought Clementine kept Joel's letter. I okay. thought she didn't want to erase him. That's why. Okay. So, that's why she's able to remember the fucked up, like, things that Patrick's telling her. Mm. So, that when, when he said that she's nice, that's where she realizes, like, fuck this. Like, because it reminds her of Joel. But now, now that I'm aware that, like, fucking Patrick stole it, it's like. Dude, well, she hears nice and then she fucking like has a meltdown basically. So yeah, so this movie is kind of hinting the fact that we're kind of just more than our memories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so even though she doesn't remember who Joel is, there's some residual stuff left over there that you know she can't quite put her finger on it, but she still feels it. Mm-hmm. And this also uh, happens later in the movie too with Mary. Um, yeah, late, we'll obviously get yeah, that the point later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll but, get into it in a little bit. Shortly. Yeah, they're kind of showing that you, you can't just erase somebody from your memory. There's still stuff left behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Excellent analysis, brother. Yeah. And like I mentioned already, since since Joel is like putting Clementine in different uh, memories. Yes. He's, excuse me. He's fucking up the procedure. Yeah. So because of this, fucking Stan has to call Howard in yeah. the middle of the night. Yep. Says, mm-hmm. hey, you need to come out here and fucking help because uh, I, I fucking lost this motherfucker. Yeah, he went off the map. Yeah, and so he he calls her, he tells him the address, and while this is going on, you can see his wife is woken up and fucking has his, like, face. Yeah. He's got this, like, evil look to her, uh-huh. you know? So fucking Howard shows up. He, he initially fixes the problem, but then as he's about to fucking leave, he says, hey, I'm off the map again. Like, he's yeah. off the map again, so he has to stay, uh-huh. right? And he fixes the problem. However, he realizes that Joel opens his eyes while he's in the procedure. Yeah. So he has to heavily sedate him mm-hmm. again while yeah, he's again. while he's fucking like in his in the midway through the procedure. Yep. So it's a fucked up thing. Right? So while this is going on, Stan goes outside to get some fresh air, he says. Mary starts to like slowly start kind of in some way flirting with them. Uh-huh. Did, did you get that vibe, bro? That yeah. she was kind of flirting with well, them? Well, she's always been flirting with them since the first time we see her, right? She's like yeah. you can tell she's enamored with them. She he tries to sound intelligent in front of him and mm-hmm. she she lingers around even though she's the receptionist right yeah. so it's definitely been hinted to before and in this part especially yeah and then this is where the re- the reveal of the subplot right this is a subplot right here yes where howard and mary had a relationship or more of like like infidelity right yes. for howard yep. with his wife mm-hmm. and shit so you know, when when he had to get called, like I like I mentioned, like Howard's wife had to like was had this fucking crazy look to him. So it's like, yep. all right, he's on to something. I'm going to follow this motherfucker. Yep. So they start making out and shit. And then like, dude, it's like, like you can see them, huh? Like fucking yeah, clear the, as day. Through the window, yeah. Yeah, through the window. And she fucking sees. Uh-huh. And then she fucking like, she hits Stan, dude. Did you see that? No. She fucking hits him. Huh? Yeah. Hmm. It's like, why don't you fucking hit your husband? Like, don't hit Stan. He didn't do anything. I don't remember that part. I, I remember <laughs> she sees Stan and he like looks over and is oh, like, oh, but what a fucking idiot too though. Like he fucking honks. Yeah. Right. Like, eh, well, why do that? Yeah, maybe that's why she hit him, right? <laughs> oh, could be. <laughs> could be then. Okay. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I thought like I did not see that coming. That subplot, man. Yeah. 
You know, uh, I, at, I least I, at least not like that. Yeah, I saw it because I knew there was something going on between them because she was like, she was a little too, uh, what's the word I'm saying? Like infatuated mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. But. So from from this though, um, of course, like Howard comes out and says, "Hey, it was a fucking mistake." Blah blah blah. Those bullshit. She takes off, but right before she says, "Like, oh, you can have him." Yeah. And she's like, "Well, you got to tell him now." Yeah, yeah. Right. So then that's this is the reveal mm-hmm. that. Howard and Mary had uh, a little fucking hookup. Yep. And had her fucking memory erased of it. Yeah. And the way he describes it, though, he says, like, you decided Mm -hmm. it was your idea. Yeah. But obviously, that's not the whole story. Right. Yeah. And uh, Mary's pissed at this, right? Mm -hmm. She quits the following morning, but then gets like, she packs up all her shit and notices all the tapes. Yeah. Right there, right? Get into that a little later. The next fucking scene, bro. This scene's awesome. It's the fucking, uh, it's it's the library scene where I, I tell you that, like, because, uh, again, Joel doesn't want to, like, let go of Clementine. Yeah. So they're, like, he's he's so badly trying to escape from this library. Uh-huh. And as the memory is fucking fading, all the books start turning white. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, dude, this this is, like, one of my favorite scenes. Uh-huh. Just, like, how it's it's fucking shot so well. Yep. How it fades in, into the white. And then just about uh, when the memory's uh, crumbling. Mm-hmm. She says, remember me. Yep. So it's like both of them are now aware that they're under the procedure and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, man. Mm-hmm. So fucking good. And then it goes to another memory. And it's when uh, they meet at the beach. Yeah, for the first time. Yeah. And then Clementine's hair is green at this part. Yeah, the green revolution. It's, it's fading though, right? Did you notice uh, that? I don't know so much about the fading, but it's important to know that it's green. Yeah. So this is her green revolution. This is when they first meet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fucking cool, man, because like. It's also a little depressing at the same time because, like, the, now they're both under the the like they're both aware now that the of the procedure. Uh huh. So it's like, all right, so what's gonna happen when all this is gone? And Joel says, "You just gotta enjoy it." Yeah. And they go in, they breaking into their house, right? It says it's their house, but it's not their house. Yeah, it's not their house. They, uh, it's like some abandoned, well, not abandoned, but nobody's there at this beach house. Yeah. How about that, bro? Fucking house, like your backyard is a beach. Yeah. Fucking nice, dude. <laughs> Man, that's a cool fucking place. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, the fucking, the memory's crumbling. Uh-huh. And then there's that famous line, meet me in Montauk. Yeah. And boom, fucking Joel wakes up. And it's actually the fucking beginning of the movie, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Procedure's over. Same routine. He checks his car. It's all fucked up. Yep. And he goes on to the train station in Montauk. Mm-hmm. Right? Ah, it's fucking so good, bro. I fucking love this scene, man. Yeah. Because, like, when the puzzles, the pieces of the puzzle come together, you're just like, fuck, dude. Yeah, it was a big loop, huh? It's so good. Mm-hmm. And then, again, like, he meets Clementine, picks her up, and then drops her off. This is the part where he's like, oh, can you, pick, can you take me home? I'm going to pick up my toothbrush. Yeah. And then fucking Patrick shows up and fucking says, can I help you? Yeah, now we know why, right? Because yeah. he, he's like wondering how he knows Clementine again. Yeah, and then fucking Patrick realizes like, oh shit, they met again. Yeah. And oh, the fuck, that part was so fucking good. Yeah. Because fuck Patrick, I don't like him. Mm-hmm. Piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, But here, here's like the thing is that what I, what I don't get is that... um. Like, Clementine gets home, and then she already receives the tape in the mail. Yeah. But it's, like, it's already the next morning, no? So, like, how the fuck, unless, uh, excuse me, Mary fucking, like, drops it off personally to her? How were they, how was she able to get the fucking tape so soon? Yeah, so this movie, it plays fast and loose with the time 
periods. So we don't really know how much time has passed. I know you said Joel was the last procedure that they did. Yeah. And Kristen Dunst, you know, she quits that next day. But he's already met uh, Clementine again. And then they they at least spend one night together, right? And then the next night when they go to Montauk again. So this could possibly be maybe like two or three days later. Mm-hmm. Maybe she did like next day air for everybody. Or, you know <laughs> what I mean? I guess it's all the same city. I don't, it doesn't really go into that much detail. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and then... So... Uh, Clementine fucking gets the tape and then fucking plays it mm-hmm. inside the car. Yeah, to where Joel and then you hear like just fucking her basically talking shit about Joel. Mm-hmm. How he's like really boring. boring. Yep. And I mean, fuck, dude, I'd be devastated too. Yeah, he's like, he, are you fucking with me right yeah, now? Yeah, he's like, he ejects the tape and fucking says, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. And so let let me just back up a little bit, bro. So this part I don't fucking get because, like, I remember in the beginning of the movie, he throws the fucking tape out. Uh-huh. But it's like, what fucking tape is he throwing out? Yeah, I thought it was just, like, a mixtape. Yeah, because, like, the fucking, he has to go home first before he gets the tape. Uh-huh. And then it was also nighttime. Yeah, I think it was a different tape, I think. Uh, it had to have been. Yeah, the tape that he's throwing out the window, I don't think it's the tape that was Lacuna. Like is the, is that a bit of a, a flaw right there, though? Because, like, the only tapes you see in this fucking movie uh-huh. are the recording tapes. So, okay. like, how were we able to know that this was a fucking mixtape? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, every time I watch it and I see that part in this movie, I'm assuming that he's listening to the music that's playing in that, you know, the opening credit scene. Yeah. Because when he ejects it, I think it stops, and that's when he throws it out. Uh, that's always what I've assumed, but, um, I, I mean, maybe you're right. It is kind of confusing. I just yeah. never put two and two together. Ah. But yeah. Yeah. She uh Clementine ends up fucking walking home. Patrick's waiting for her. Uh, yeah, she gets all pissed, right? Yeah. So I I but I, by this point, bro, I'm like already a little like fucking thrown off by uh-huh. the timeline. Okay. Cuz it but it, it, in some way it also makes sense because like like Patrick's already like fucked like he's already like damn, they fucking met again. Yeah. That's why he's going over to her house. Mhm. But then, like, he, she fucking yells at him, like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, what does he say? He says something specifically that makes her freak out. I yeah. forgot what it was. Uh... But, but she's like, get the fuck away from me. Uh-huh. Get the fuck away from me. And then, but I'm, I'm, tr- by this point, dude, my mind's fucking blown, dude, because, like, she fucking meets him at Montauk. Uh-huh. She already knows that, uh, she's, if she's already with Patrick, then why would she even want to fucking talk with Joel, have dinner, and then fucking. They basically, because like right the beginning is that they fucking meet and then they start a relationship. Uh huh. Unless she's a hoe. That's like I'm saying, dude. I don't think she's a hoe because I think it kind of intertwines with her getting annoyed with Patrick. Because remember when she first gets back home to get her toothbrush, Mm -hmm. she plays her message machine and it's Patrick being like, hey, baby, I love you. What do I have to do? You know, tell me and I'll do it. And she's like rolling her eyes and like being disgusted. And this is already after she flipped out at him in Montauk, right? Yeah. Uh, for calling him nice yeah and all that shit yeah so she's already like over him and Mm. like uh i don't think she's being a hoe necessarily she's just kind of like she's already over him and then like when he meets her outside when she gets dropped off by joel you know after he kicks her out yeah he says something to her i don't remember exactly what it is but he he tries to use another line from joel and that's when she fucking's like shut the fuck up yeah get the fuck out of here yeah. And then freaks out on him. And then that's the end of Patrick that we see. Yeah, yeah, mm. that is the end. Because mm. afterwards, she goes to Joel's home. Yeah. And when she gets there, 
Joel's listening to his fucking tape of mm. her. Yeah, he leaves his door open and she walks in. Yeah, and this is where I get like fucking confused because it's like, all right, he has a tape, but in the beginning of the, where the credits rolled, mm-hmm. 20 minutes in, he throws the tape out. Like so I said, like, I don't think it's the same tape. So it, it can't be the same yeah. tape then. Mm-hmm. Mm, a little bit of a fucking nitpick for me right there then. Okay. Because the only the only other tapes, they like I mentioned, were the recordings. Uh-huh. So how the fuck were we able to know? <laughs> yeah. If it's like a mixtape or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. But they both realize they're both guilty as fuck for what they're saying to one another. Uh uh-huh. They both know that. Yep. And then you know how like uh, Clementine hates the word nice? nice. So she fucking asks him, like, do you have any whiskey? Mm-hmm. And then they're listening to the fucking tape, dude. And, and Joel doesn't hold back. He fucking straight out says like, like everything that he doesn't like about Clementine. Yeah. Even if he says, even though he says he doesn't mean all this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, deep down inside, he fucking otherwise, why the fuck would he say it? Yeah. So she so she's some like she's like disgusted with what the fuck he's saying, but she understands why he's saying that. Mm-hmm. So then she says, All right, well, I'm leaving. It's nice to meet you. It's nice meeting you. <laughs> That's a good because, catch. Because they fucking met that day, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's like the day before, right? Right, gotcha. Yeah, the that's night, what yeah. I meant to mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. So she fucking says nice, even though she fucking hates that word. I'm not sure she quite hates it, because I remember when uh, they first meet on the train. It takes the... her off, though. Yeah, she's like, man, nice, nice, nice. And then they're quiet again. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, well, you know, I'm embarrassed to admit, but I actually like that you're nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. it. But it makes me mad, though. But so I don't know. She doesn't necessarily hate the word nice, but it irritates her for whatever reason. Because I guess it goes against her personality, right? Yeah. She doesn't like cookie cutter nice. Mm-hmm. She likes, you know, wild and crazy and yeah. spontaneous. And that's the just complete not what... opposite of Joel, even yeah. though like that's what brings them together. Yeah, Joel is nice. The mm-hmm. yin and yang, like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, bro. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's fucking great, man. Uh-huh. Like even though like they're two completely different people, man, the dynamic with them was fucking amazing to watch. Yeah, it's it's definitely like an opposites attract kind of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she takes off, but Joel follows her, kind of tells her, like, kind of wait up. And then she basically says, like, yo, you don't want to fucking be with me. Yeah. He And the train she mentions earlier, I'm a vindictive bitch. Yeah. You're going to, like, only tolerate me up to the point when you can't. Mm-hmm. And then he says, okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And they say, okay. And they try again for the relationship. Like, fuck, dude, that shit was so crazy. It's like, they have no idea that they've met. And they're already in their second relationship. They're going to give it another try. Well, I think. It's I, I, that fucking blew my mind, dude. It was think, fucking cool. I think it's it's they know that they've met before now, right? Yeah, now it's it's clear that they mm-hmm. have with the tapes. And so shit. I think it's like they both kind of know because they had their my, their memory erased from you know the previous relationship, so they don't know each other's quirks and shit yet. But they know now that they've been together and that they somehow by chance found each other again. Yeah. So I think like the overall theme of this is like. You know, something bigger is happening here, right? Because mm-hmm. what are the odds of them meeting again? Yeah. Right? After they both had their memories erased and they both, I mean, I know like they both uh, left hints where she says, meet me in Montauk. Meet me in Montauk. And, yeah. you know, maybe for her, I think she, I don't know how she ends up there, but she ends up there also because yeah. she wants to go there. So they have some kind of thing yeah, that's drawing them really together. I don't really think it's important how she gets there because uh-huh. it could be her just her usual routine because Joel, that's Joel's routine to fucking go there. Okay. Too. So it's just, it happens to be the same place they meet. That's why they're there. Okay. Because it could just be that ever ending loop, mm-hmm. you know? Because not necessarily how she gets there. It's just, that's how they met. Yeah. But uh, the point is that they're drawn together. Yeah. Like, like more in a deeper level than just, you know, yeah. I don't know. 
it's fuck. It blew my mind, dude. Yeah, such a fucking yeah. There's no way we were gonna do this as our first episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this one, this one's pretty intense. There's a, there's a lot of layers to it. Yeah, very, dude. It's so good, and that's basically how the how the movie ends because mm-hmm. they give it another try and credits roll, and you're just left to wonder, like, damn, I wonder what happens to them next. Yeah, like, does it fucking follow repeat? the same path? Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. like now they have in the back of their mind, you're gonna think that all right, so we've already met. Uh-huh. And we've broken up already. Mm-hmm. So now we got to be more cautious, maybe. But if it happens, it happens kind of deal, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they were both trying to grow a little bit more because I know in that last memory with when Joel has of Clementine, yeah, he kind of reflects on it. He's like, I should have stayed. I know I should have yeah. stayed. And I regret that now. And so he has those feelings of, you know, doing yeah. things that, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Go for it. We're finished, brother. Yeah, he has those feelings of that. He knows that he fucked up. And so maybe that's carrying over now. Yeah. Now that they get a fresh start. So yeah. maybe he will. Yeah. And here's another thing. But let's say let's say they start the relationship and uh-huh. they fuck up. Uh-huh. They can go back to their tapes and talk about and listen to what the fuck yeah. their flaws are so that they don't fucking do it again. And I also feel like they, they could also not want to listen to them because they want to be surprised. Because like I was saying uh-huh. earlier where, you know, Joel says... I wish I stayed. I should have stayed. But at the end of the movie, he lets her walk out, but then he stops her. Mm-hmm. That's something he wouldn't normally do. Yeah. So maybe he's already making that change. So yeah. that's like a kind of an optimistic take on it. Yeah. But in the back of their mind, they're also going to be like, damn, then why did I even want to do this procedure in the first place? Well, yeah. I guess. You're right, dude. It's, that's the fucking mind fuck of it, dude. It's <laughs> yeah. like, it can go either way. Yeah, I think they're yeah because they're both just such strong personalities yeah. on opposite spectrums, right? So yes. I think they just that's what I love about this movie. Like it can go so many different ways, mm-hmm. and it's so layered. I fucking love this movie, dude. And yeah. then overall, dude, like when the movie was over, I just said, "Wow, yeah, like what a fucking movie!" Like I love Jim Carrey for his comedic shit, but mm-hmm. like this serious one was fucking amazing. Well, I think this is one of his best roles. Yep, one of them, right, mm-hmm. dude? And on cue, brother, let's go into some of the other work for mm-hmm. these for these uh, actors that were part of this movie, right? Yep. Uh, I, um, Michel Gondry, I've never seen any of his other work, so I can't bring mu- uh, bring up anything about the director. Okay. All right, so we're going to go into the characters, all right? Jim Carrey. All right, so Jim Carrey has two Golden Globe Awards, for those of you who didn't know, all right? And I'm going to bring up both movies that he won those Golden Globes for, and they're both serious movies. So if you enjoyed this serious movie you should enjoy these other two and all of you should i hope you have already seen this movie but i'm just gonna bring it up because it's fucking amazing one of the fucking movies that i've seen that has one of the greatest endings i've ever seen to a movie and that is the truman show Mm, yeah great fucking movie we Mm. had to watch this movie in uh video production or filmography yeah we had to watch it it was fucking awesome that's a great one i was more than happy to write an essay on it Mm. got a good grade (laughs) not to toot my own horn (laughs) Great fucking movie. Please yeah. check that one out. That yeah. He is so good in that. Yep. All right. The next one is Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one, bro? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it, but I mean, it's got a ton of accolades, right? It, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's um, a biopic on Andy Kaufman, mm-hmm. a very controversial fucking uh, a comedian for his time. Mm-hmm. Um, here, here, another thing I want to bring up about this, too, is that 
um, like Jim Carrey doesn't look a damn thing like Andy Kaufman. Yeah, but he nails down his mannerisms. But fuck, mm-hmm. he nails his mannerisms so well. Yeah, like nobody watches La Bamba and say fucking <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips is nothing like Richie Valens. Yeah, right. That's they just true. they appreciate the fucking performance. Yeah, I, I feel like at this point, more when you mention La Bamba and Richie Valens, people yeah. probably see Lou Diamond Phillips more than they do right. uh, Richie Valens. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and and here's another thing. Um, Netflix. Go on Netflix and check out uh, uh, fucking Jim and Andy. It is a documentary on behind the scenes of Man on the Moon mm-hmm. because Jim Carrey method acted for this fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I heard. Oh, you watched it, dude? No, uh, but I heard like his method acting was yeah. like insane. It's dude, I watched it. It's yeah. fuck. He gets he gets under everybody's skin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. Go out of your way, check that one out too. Kind of a little side note for that. Uh, next character is uh, actress Kate Winslet. Do you have like a movie about Kate Winslet, bro? Besides Titanic, has everybody seen that no, one? I was going to say Titanic. <laughs> um, I always liked her as an actress. Yeah, if nothing's jumping to me right now. This is my favorite movie with her, hands down. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other. I'm just forgetting too many, too many mind haze, hazy IPAs. But <laughs> um, I'll let you, I'll defer this one to you. So what do you? Yeah, what I do got you have? two movies. Okay. Um, I did mention. Uh, if you go back to the Vanilla Sky episode that we. Uh-huh. Because Michael Shannon is in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I said, check out a movie with Michael Shannon it's called Revolutionary Road. Okay. And Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio are both in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everybody like thinks of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet in Titanic. Yep. No, they were in another movie. Ooh. She is fucking great in it, yeah. as she always is, that I've always seen her. Yeah. Uh, if you like uh, Kate Winslet, I'm pretty sure you will check out, uh, you will like her in Revolutionary Road. Okay. And it gives you another reason to watch another Leo movie. Mm. He's one of my favorites. The next fucking movie is The Reader. She won an Oscar for this. This was a very good fucking movie. A lot of people may not like it. They might think it's boring. Kate Winslet's performance is fucking fantastic. She is a a woman that does not know how to read. She is man, these fucking scenes are pretty intense, but cause she's with this uh very much younger person, okay. a guy. And they're having these like these like gratuitous sex scenes, man. Mm, okay. Yeah. And <laughs> and she's with them because uh because he reads to her all these stories. Okay. And yeah, it, it's there's more to it, obviously, but it's it's she won an Oscar for it. Very fucking good. I don't think people have ever heard of it. Okay. Check out the reader. Very good fucking movie. All right, let's go to do Elijah Wood, man. Mm. All right. As a kid, I remember watching this movie many times. I very much enjoyed it. If you wanna, if you're a fan of Elijah Wood, you should have seen the Radio Flyer. Mm, that's a good one. Fucking good movie, man. Uh-huh. Tom Hanks is in it. Mm-hmm. He narrates it. Fucking good movie. I don't. Want, I don't want to get into like the plot, but just go out of here and watch it. Because Elijah Wood's a kid in this movie. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it, man. It's one of my favorite movies growing up watching. Yeah. Uh, you got any Elijah Wood movies, bro? Um, I know we mentioned before he does a cameo in Back to the Future Two. Yep. He's played the one of the kids playing the arcade games, but um. There's a lot that I've seen him in. You know, I like him in the Sin City movies. Oh, yeah. Or, well, the first one. And he doesn't say a, dad, a damn word in that yeah, movie. Yeah, but he he still does a good job. I yeah. feel like he fits pretty well there. Kevin. But, that's his yeah, name. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Uh, the only other movie I could think of, like, where he was a child actor was called The Good Son, which I know you and I discussed this, and it turns out you have seen this movie. I have, yeah. It's a pretty fucked up movie. <laughs> uh, it stars uh, Elijah Wood and also Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. So that's a good one. Check it out if, uh, I don't know, if you want to fuck your mind up, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Dude, it, when we were talking about that, I was like, "No, nah, I never seen it." And then mm-hmm. when you explained to me that the one, end scene, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, I fucking, I've seen yeah. that one." Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, the next uh, actor we we'll go with Mark Ruffalo. All right, so 
Uh, this movie got a lot of accolades. I still don't think enough people have seen it. So if you, I think it's on Netflix. Go, go out of your way and check out Zodiac. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. Yep. And Mark Ruffalo. Fucking yeah. Fucking great movie about mm-hmm. the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, that's a good one. It's very, it's it's a little lengthy. It's pretty fucking long movie, but I pretty much, I very much enjoyed it. The other movie I'm going to talk about with him in it is Shutter Island. Yeah. Um, I, I do have qualms about this fucking movie. I I I like the movie because like I mean fucking Martin Scorsese is a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. Anything he does, I'll fucking check out. Um, I won't get into why I don't like it too much, but it is a fucking great movie. And again, go check out Leonardo DiCaprio and anything. He's fucking awesome in it. He's basically Leonardo DiCaprio's right hand man in this. Mm. Check out Shutter Island, fucking yeah. great movie. And the last person, I am not a fan of hers, but I will say this: Kirsten Dunst. Okay, there's a movie she's in called The Virgin Suicide. Mm. Good movie. She's not in it very long, but the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's a movie uh, inspired by The Virgin Suicide. It's called Mustang. And you know how I am with foreign films, brother? Yeah. I love foreign films. It's a Turkish movie about six girls mm-hmm. who get um, married off. A lot of them don't really want to. Some do. It's a very flawed movie, but I fucking loved it. Yeah. So when uh, I have mentioned before that there was this like failed YouTube channel I tried to start. That was going to be one of the movies I was going to review. Because I don't, I've never met anybody else that's that has seen the movie Mustang. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. Yeah, and it's because of the Virgin Suicide. And so that is pretty much it from all the other work. I'm sure if you uh, like the performances of these uh, actors and actresses, you should check out those movies. Yes, quite a grip of them. Mm-hmm. And it's time, brother, for the overall ranking. Let's do it. So let's fucking do it, brother. You want to go first? Um. Yes. Okay, I will go first. Yeah. So this movie, like I said in the beginning, I've I saw it a long time ago, the year it came out, two thousand four. Yeah. If not then, maybe early two thousand five. Um, I've always loved this movie. This is a movie that I watch, uh, if not every year, uh, every couple of years at least. Mm-hmm. So I've seen it like ten, fifteen times wow. over the years. Um, yeah, I love the way it's shot. I like the story. I think the you know. The cinematography is great. The the acting is great. I really don't have any complaints on any of that from any of the actors. They all fit. They yeah. all make sense. Dude, if I don't mean to cut you off, brother, but no, go like, for it. as far as the acting goes, right? We say that we don't like Mary because she's a fucking bitch, but that's yeah. cause, that's because Kirsten Dunst did a fucking great job yeah. Yeah, handling her fucking role. She played like the ditzy person that yeah. you know was trying to act smart and impress the doctor, mm-hmm. and she nailed it. Right? Yeah. I mean, she didn't. Nobody in this movie was out of place. There's nobody. nobody. Even David Cross. You know, every time. <laughs> The little time he was on screen, he he uh, made us laugh a little bit. Yeah. But yes, um, I'm gonna have to give this movie a nine point five. Fuck yeah. Out of ten. Yes. Yeah. This is a great movie. This, this is, is an A plus, man. This is super elite, man. This is a movie I can watch anytime mm-hmm. and still learn new things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like the thing about movies too, right? It's like if you go again to rewatch the film. Yep. And you learn something new about it, that it should give you extra points on it. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And to kind of echo, like, this is my overall thinking of this, bro, to kind of, like, pretty much echo what you're saying. Uh-huh. I love the fucking film, bro. Mm-hmm. It's fucking amazing. What I love yep. about it as well, I mentioned earlier, is the writing is fucking great, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing is made by Charlie Kaufman. If you're not familiar with Charlie Kaufman, dude, he's made, he's written a bunch of good movies, mm-hmm. uh, including fucking, uh, uh, there's a movie called, uh, it's on Netflix. It's called, uh, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. He also directed it. Yeah. It's a fucking great movie. 
He's also done, uh, he wrote Being John Malkovich. Mm, the weird one, yep. Yeah, fucking weird. So, but you get what I'm saying, man. This fucking guy writes a lot of good shit. Yeah. The acting is fucking phenomenal. Mm. Uh, like you said, like there's not one person out of place. Yep. Fucking, even like Jim Carrey, like uh, we all know that he's a fucking comedic legend, but he does his serious shit and it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Kate Winslet's great as always. Um, it's shot very well. I love the trippy uh, effects on it that it makes you fucking think about. Yeah, this is one of those movies where I think the special effects were done really well. I'm yeah. not a huge fan of special effects, you know, like Michael mm -hmm. Bay movies and stuff like that. <laughs> this one, it's this is a perfect example of, you know, just excellent. When to use it, right? Yes, excellent. Yeah, fucking great. Uh, there are some, like, minor flaws as far as, like, the fucking, uh, like, the timeline and shit like uh -huh. that. Yep. But they, they try to help you with it with Clementine's hair. Yep. So it's like they're not exactly holding your hand to it, mm -hmm. but they're, like, trying to help you mm -hmm. with it. And overall, brother, I fucking love this movie. I'm going to give it a fucking 9 out of 10. This yes. is fucking fantastic. Yep. And if, uh, if I could say why it's not a 10 out of 10, I will only say that I got to be in a mood for this fucking movie. <laughs> and the only reason why is because... Whether I want to admit it or not, dude, sometimes when I watch this movie, it makes me think of some pieces of shit in my fucking <laughs> life that I want to think about. Yeah. It's hard not to. Yeah. You know, but overall, fuck, I love this movie, dude. Yeah. And I will recommend this to anybody mm. and, and, and everybody out there, man. Yeah. Please go out of yourself, out of your way to watch Eternal Sunshine on the Spotless Mind. It is well worth your time. Mm -hmm. And so what do you say, brother? Let's wrap it up, man. Let's wrap it up, brother. Yep. So here we go, man. Thank you all so much for taking the time out of your busy day to check out this review. We appreciate you so much. Please help us get to 1,000 downloads. We're so close. Yeah, we're right Please there. Please help us, man. We're almost there again, like I mentioned. So remember to be kind to one another. Much love to you all. Cheers and peace. Mwah. See you later. Thank you again for sticking with us to the very end. Please join us next week as we review a 90s family comedy classic. And that movie is Three Ninjas, a film directed by John Turtletop. So first feast, then felony, and then join us for the discussion portion of the show. Love to all, and bottoms up. Bottoms up.